these past weeks of Lent, we have been looking at Jesus as seed planter, judge, prophet, and teacher. Today, we continue our sermon series, Who is Jesus Really?, as we explore another part of Jesus' identity. A college student once asked, it says here in the student handbook that if we study hard, don't drink, don't do drugs, don't smoke, and don't carouse with the opposite sex, we'll live longer. Is that true? The professor answered, we won't know for sure until somebody tries. Health. What is it? And why does everyone seem to pursue it? There is a trend these days toward the search for secular immortality. You can see it in the fitness craze when carried to an extreme. I know of many people who are much more devoted and disciplined in their exercise programs than they would ever be in their spiritual health. As one person observed, thanks to jogging, more people are collapsing in perfect health than ever before. (laughs) And we know of some of the fitness gurus who have had those problems. A certain university was holding a lecture titled, The Ancient Ancient Art of Healing Through Cooking. The people who showed up found the door locked, and a sign on it read, Cancelled Due to Illness. Some people go crazy pursuing special diets which promise greater health and longer life, and I am not knocking physical exercise. I do it. And I'm not knocking having a good diet and lifestyle. I strive for those, too, in moderation. What I would like to pursue this morning goes beyond the physical. Unfortunately, there are some things we can't cover today, so we'll have to save them for another time. Things like, why do bad things happen to good people? Why does God permit us to get sick and die? Issues of sin and disease. And do genuine miracles really happen anymore? Some people get hung up on miracles, especially healing miracles. They want God to do supernatural tricks to prove himself by granting special healing to themselves or loved ones that go beyond the natural and current advances in medicine. When I think of Jesus as a healer, I don't see a magician who relied on gimmicks and showmanship to convince us who he is. The natural is infinitely more wonderful than the God of a quick slide of hand. If we will open our eyes to God's working within it. Jesus warned us about supernatural tricks in Mark 8:12 and Matthew 12:39. Maximizing our focus on physical health and healing can be in the end less than healthy. Please do not misconstrue what I'm saying. I am not not, uh, downplaying or denying the physical, but I would like to maximize life healing. Life healing. Just when I'm feeling confident about being so healthy, I catch a cold or get the flu. Eventually, in those cases, we get better. The point is, every Physical healing is temporary. Think about that. Every physical healing is temporary. 
The word health goes back to an old Anglo-Saxon word meaning whole. So heal and holy is a balanced and harmonious functioning of body, mind, and spirit, according to the Bible. Jesus understood that life is so much more than physical health, though he did perform physical healings. Yet whenever he did, he was pointing to a much deeper reality that had to do with who he was in relation to God and how that relationship affects us. Jesus came into the world to connect us, to connect us with a greater reality rather than having the scope of his mission reduced by the limited context of human desire. If that had been all he came to do, he would have spent all his days performing physical healings. I mean, who doesn't want one when you're sick? But even Lazarus, who was raised from the dead, eventually died. As I said, all physical healing is temporary. So in the first section of John's Gospel that Jim read for us, we see Mary bringing nard, and she, she had this perfumed oil that had been purchased for his embalming. And Jesus had taught throughout his ministry, don't waste things, and he taught about taking care of the poor, and that's something we're supposed to be doing. But here he's teaching a new lesson. We all desire to do good and to be helpful to others, and some do more or less and some less, but we all desire to do some good. We all open our wallets. We all open our purses and checkbooks, credit cards for those in need, and that's a good thing, and that's what we're doing as part of our Easter offering. But there are times when we hold back our gifts. There are times when we hold back parts of ourselves, our precious gifts, In this context, they were oil, an oil that was soothing and warm and even healing. There was a sweetness and a compassion and kindness. When someone dies, there are times when we spare no expense in terms of what we do for those in need, those who are grieving. We take care of that person. We take care of that family. We take time, lots of time if necessary, to be with those in need. So here are Mary and Jesus, and she takes a risk in that moment. And they were so intimately connected that there was healing for both of them. Even Jesus sensed it. We too know of times when we have been intimately connected with somebody in need, when we have given of ourselves, our resources to someone in need, and in the process we too in the giving were healed, not just the recipient of the gifts. And then the text tells us that the house was filled with the fragrance. And I suspect the house was filled the next morning as well with that lingering fragrance that pointed to eternity. If that had been 
um, the end of the story, we'd be left wondering what's going on. But we want to turn now to our passage from Hebrews that Cheryl read for us. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but we have one who in every respect had been tested, as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The writer had an image of Jesus as the high priest who helped make the connection between God's goodness and us in our times of need. That's what a priest did. They were a mediator. They were a connector between God and people. Jesus knew that health goes beyond the physical. And if we're honest with ourselves, we know that our health is more than simply being of sound body. Hear these words in a piece called The Healer Speaks by Robin Van Cleef. Come to me. In your darkness, I am light. In your pain, I am healing. In your sorrow, I am comfort. In your anger, I am love. In your fear, I am calm. And in your hunger, I am bread. In your thirst, I am water. In your need, I am fullness. Come unto me. When you are heavy laden, I am. Am your rest. And then the words of Jesus in the second part of our text from John. I will not leave you orphaned. I'm not going to leave you alone, said Jesus. I'm coming to you in a little while. The world will no longer see me, but, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. And on that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever doesn't love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. Friends, love cures people, both the ones who give it and the ones who receive it. I know people who are struggling with cancer and other diseases right now. And some of those people are actually healthier than those who have great physical health, but are not fully alive with godly love. Jesus used love as the connector in all things. And he never forgot that he and the sacred source were one. Now, Jesus was not God, but in love, they were one. Listen to the power of Jesus' words. I will not leave you orphaned. I will not leave you alone. And in the great scheme of, of eternity, isn't that our greatest fear? Isn't that our greatest fear to be left all alone? So he goes on to say, because I live, you will live. On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. You see, Jesus is the intimate connector.
He is the intimate connector. And if you want if you want the most simple yet profound definition of spirituality, it is this making connections. Anything that makes connections to relationality in life, anything that makes connection to love in life, is truly spiritual. That's what spirituality is. It's it's bringing God and us together. It's bringing us together. It's the things that draw us and keep us close and connected. That's spirituality. So today, as we consider Jesus as healer, let's remember that he was concerned with physical realities, yes. His concern didn't deny the needs of these bodies of ours, but it did transcend exclusive focus on the flesh to the unseen realities of life as well. As Stanley Jones once said, it's the will of God that all of us shall be well and whole and connected. But God has many ways of healing. Some conditions are healed through medicine, some through surgery, diet, change of climate, sometimes through a change of mind because so many things are psychosomatic. Sometimes God heals in direct answer to prayer. And there are some conditions that God heals only through the resurrection. Jesus as healer is the intimate connector. Through love, Christ connects us with God and with one another in a way only he can do. And we embrace that truth when we participate in communion. We are connected to a mystery and drawn into something so deep and profound. Words can't say it, so we do it. We partake of the bread. We partake of the cup because those point us to a deeper love and reality and connection to Christ. There's an old Russian proverb that says, the one who has this disease called Jesus will never be cured. The one who has this disease called Jesus will never be cured. In that sense, may we never be cured, such that we are closely connected to God in love each day of our life and in all life beyond, thanks to the intimate connector, even Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.